Right. Today's daf is daf Yud Beis. We're holding the middle of Yud Aleph from Yud Beis. We have brought, uh, not, uh, we're bringing statements from Ula Amra Belozer, uh, not necessarily connected, but that's just the way the Gemara sometimes when you have a, a, a strain of different uh, rabbis that say something in the name of others, so we group and then clump together. It's called Kvutzot. That's the... the uh, Hebrew way of referring to it, kvutzot, they, they group them together. So we're up to the sixth statement that was made by Ula Amar Abelozer. So let's, let's uh, explain this without getting into too much Iyun. Uh, but when I, I, you know that there's a difference between a Shomer Chinam and a Shomer Sacher, right? There's four Shomerim. Let's focus just on a Shomer Chinam, Shomer Sacher for the, uh, our needs right now. So I know that a Shomer Chinam is watching, he's doing you a favor. He's watching your item, he's taking responsibility to watch your item, and he's not getting paid. So therefore, he has the least amount of liability on him. And by the way, that also means that his safeguarding is not going to be as great because he doesn't have as great amount of liability. So he is responsible for negligence, Shia, but if it gets stolen or lost and didn't result in his negligence, He's not going to be chayav igneva aveda, and for sure he's not chayav in onsim if something an animal gets hit by lightning or something out of the uh, out of the norm. Right, a shomer sachar where you pay the guy, so you accept expect a higher level of shmira. So in such a case, not only is he going to be, is uh, he, even though yeah, uh, not only is he chayav for sure for negligence, but he's also chayav igneva aveda. Because Neva Veda is considered, it's a slight level of negligence, not actual full-fledged pshia, but it's considered to be, it's not a mamish and onus. If it's a common onus, an animal gets struck by lightning, then enachinami, he would be potter in that as well. Okay, so how does, what does that have to do with us? So let's say that we have over here, the Balabayas goes to Ruvain and says, okay, I want you to watch my animal. Okay? Ruvain gets an emergency call, he has to go uh, pick up his kid from school. And so Ruvain contacts his next door neighbor, Shimon, and says, listen, can you take over safeguarding this item for me? Now, he did not get permission from the Balabayas to pawn it off on Shimon. He didn't ask him, is it okay if I give it to Shimon to watch? He went on his own volition and says, okay, I'm going to give this item to Shimon to watch. So now the first question is, if that is an abrogation, if that itself is considered negligence because it's abrogating his responsibility of a shomer, then would come out that, that if that's an act of negligence, then no matter what happens into the one, the second guy is watching it, Ruven is going to have to... Now, so we're going to see clearly from Ulam Rabbi Lazar that... No, that's not considered to be, since you gave it to a person that is a bardas, someone that has seichel, is able to watch something, that's not considered to be a, uh, a uh, we don't view that as being an act of negligence. Okay, that's so, so fine. So we don't view it as an act of negligence. So therefore, let's take a look for a moment. So therefore, let's talk about the options. Let's say that Ruven was a shomer chinam, and out of pocket, he went and he paid Shimon. Yes. So now, if anything, he's actually enhanced the Shmira because now the Shimon is actually become a Shomer Sachar over the item. So what I was going to say is that according to 
Ula Amar that when a shomer gives it over to another shomer and something happens to it, that the first shomer would have been exempt. That if the, that would have happened with the first shomer exempt, so then the the balabais cannot go to the first shomer and say. Is that because you paid the second shomer? So I said, so he's not going to. If it's something that happened to with the second fellow, that the first one would have been exempt. Then in such a case, the balabais can't say, oh, you were negligent, you shouldn't have given it. No, he can't say that. And since what happened to it, even if it wouldn't have given it to Shimon, even if it would have stayed by Reuven, if it happened, it would have been Potter. So then the balabais has no claim. So that, one's going to say for sure, if it was that Reuven, uh, that, that what happened was that Reuven paid Shimon to watch it. So it actually elevated from being a Shomer Chinam to being a Shomer Sochar. Now, and let's say Gneva Vaveda happened, right? It's still, the bottom line is, the original Balabayas cannot make a claim on it because Gneva Vaveda, had it been in Ruvain's possession, he wouldn't have been able to make a claim. So he cannot make a claim on it. The one's gonna say, well then, but, but the second guy did take responsibility for Gneva Vaveda. That's gonna be in a different parak in the Masech that we'll deal with, different actual Masech. Now, however, the one is going to say that this halacha even applies but goes the other way. Let's say Ruvain, let's say Ruvain himself was a Shomer Sochar, meaning that when the Balabais gave it to Ruvain, he said, I am paying you to watch the animal. And Ruvain had an emergency, had to go, he gives it to Shimon, and he made Shimon a Shomer Chinam. Now in this case, it's, uh, well, unpaid. So now in this case, actually, now it's gone from a higher level Shmira to a lower level Shmira. Now there's no question, if Gneva Vaveda will happen, so then Ruven's going to have to pay because Ruven himself is higher for Gneva Vaveda. So we're not discussing that case. But let's say the animal gets hit with lightning. So even though he downgraded the level of Shmira by getting the second Shomer, the fact that it was an onus that would have been Potter if he had not given it over, then the Balabai still cannot make a claim. So bottom line is, using the terminology of the Gemara, is Shomer Shemas Ola Shomer is Potter. As long as what happened to it would have been Potter by him, then if that happened by the second guy, it's still Potter by him. Let's read inside. So when I say this follows, Amar Ula Amar Avalazar, Shomer Shemaz Ushaymer, Potter. Now, Lomi Boya goes without saying, if it's a Shomer Chinam Shemaz Ushaymer Sachar, that if Ruven paid Shimon, why? That's, a, that's even better for the case of the Shmira. Why? Because he went from a situation where it's being watched as a Shomer Chinam and he paid out of pocket to make it a Shomer Sachar, so they have a Dilui Ali Shmiroso, because he elevated the level of Shmira. So if something happens while it is by Shimon, by the second uh, that would have been Potter by the first one, for sure he's going to be Potter, because he actually could argue, I actually made it even, uh, he gave it even a safer way of watching. However, even the other way, where originally the Balabais paid Ruvain, 
Right? Which means Reuven was a Shomer Socha. And Reuven just gave it over to Shimon as a Shomer Chinam. So you could argue this might be an act of negligence. Why is it an act of negligence? Because you downgraded the level of Shmir. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is that if what happened by Shimon would have been like hit by lightning, it would have been the same thing it would have been if it happened by Reuven. We don't say it's an act of negligence and Reuven will be potter. So even though to hash the Gari Garil even though now there's been a downgrading of the Shmira. You went from a Shomer Socha to a Shomer Chinam. Nami Potter. Shari Moser Lebendas. Because your act of giving it to a person that is a responsible human being that knows what he needs to do is not viewed as an act of negligence. All right? With me. Now, Rava disagrees. Rava holds exactly the opposite. Rava holds not only, all right, not only if Originally, Reuven was a Shomer Sachar, and then he downgraded it to go to a Shomer Chinam, right? Not only there will Reuven be Chayef if anything happens to it in the state of Shiv. Well, there you could understand, well, maybe that was negligent because you downgraded. He goes, even if you upgraded, even if you went from a Shomer Chinam to a Shomer Sachar, Reuven still will be liable. He's on the hook to pay. Now, you're going to ask the question, why? Now, you could say, well, maybe Rova considers this to be an act of negligence. The very fact that it wasn't something that you got permission to do. But that's not the reason the Gemara gives. The reason the Gemara gives is interesting, is like this, the way Rosh explains it, is the halacha is that when I give something to my shomer to watch, and let's say, let's say it's a shomer chinam, and he comes and says it was sto- stolen or lost. Let's say shomer sachar, and he says that it was hit by lightning. All right. These are both claims that the Shomer would be putter from. I have a right to ask him to take an oath that he wasn't negligent. There is an inherent right that I have to ask him. Now, the bottom line is, according to Rava, he has a right to ask the person who he made the Shomer. I trust your oath, and therefore, Reuven, you need to be the one to take the oath. Now, when Reuven gave it to Shimon, Reuven can't take that oath. Why can't Reuven take that oath? Because it happened in the... It's domain of Shimon. It would be Shimon who would have to take that oath. But the Balabais, according to Rava, has the right to say, listen, you want to take his oath, you want to trust him, that's your business. I trusted you if you cannot make an oath that there was no negligence involved, right? It might have been struck by lightning, but maybe because it was lightning, you shouldn't have been lifting it out of the field. If you cannot take that oath, you have to pay me. So according to Rava, the, reason, the, the, the Reuven is, under all circumstances, going to end up having to pay the Balabayas because he cannot take the oath that no negligence occurred. So Moses is like this. So Rava Amar, Shomer Shemazel, Shomer, it's always going to be Chayev. And for sure, it goes without saying, when it's a Shomer Socher who downgrades to a Shomer Chinam, because then you downgraded the level of Shmira. You could even talk about that being an act of negligence to that net case. Degree Gardel Shmira, so you downgraded the Shmira. But even if you upgraded the Shmira, how did you upgrade the Shmira? Because you went from a Shomer Chinam to a Shomer Socher, still Chayev. I, I upgraded it, and it got hit by lightning. I would have been Potter in that case too. So why am I? Because the Balabayas, the owner of the animal, can say to him, I trusted your oath. The reason I gave it to you is because I trust your oath 
to claim that what? That you did not do anything uh, that, that involves negligence. Hi, your neighbor, Shimon. I don't know him from Adam. I don't trust his oath. I would not have made him the Shomer. And the fact that you trusted him doesn't mean that I have to trust him. And therefore, I don't accept his oath that there was no negligence. Therefore, you need to be making the oath. And in most cases, what's going to end up happening? Ruve is not going to be able to make the oath. Why not? Because he wasn't here. All right. So therefore, uh, okay, that's number six. Now we go to ruling number seven. Just a question on the oath. Is it the, uh, <coughs> the original owner can't force the, the second Shomer to take the oath, not because he doesn't trust him, but because... He can't ask him to make an oath because he didn't no, trust No, no, he doesn't trust me. I don't want to make an oath. I don't, I, I, you, you, you might claim it got hit by lightning, but how do I know you weren't negligent in leaving it out in the field? I'm not going to trust you. I don't that. want to accept your oath. I'm not, I don't want your oath, right? Now, if he accepts his oath, he doesn't get paid. Right, right. 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 You know, he doesn't have to take, you don't have to take an oath of someone that you didn't hire. Okay. All right. So it says it more like this. But Amar Ula, Amar Abelazim, all right, Hilchasa. So Allah is so Ula in the name of Allah made a statement, that a creditor is allowed to collect slaves as, as payment. Right? Now it's a little cryptic. What situation? What are we talking about? What do you mean slaves can be collected? What does that mean? So Amalei Rav Nachman the Ula. So Rav Nachman, when he heard that Ula had made this statement in the name of Rabbi Lazar, he wanted clarification. He said to him, I'm a Rabbi Lazar, I feel like he asked me, that he understood, you know what the novelty might be? Is it might be talking about that it's an estate. That meaning like the father died leaving debt and the creditor comes and collects from the estate. Now the law is the only thing we allow to be collected from an estate is real estate. Land that belonged to the father, you're allowed to collect as payment of the debt. Yeah. So the novelty over here is, even though Evakanani slaves are not actually karka, but since they, we're going to see on some level, have a status of karka, so then that would be the novelty, is that a creditor can collect from the estate and take the slaves. And take the as slaves payment. as payment. So that's what he was going to clarify. He was crying cover. So, so, so <laughs> Ullah became defensive. Ullah said, no, no, that's not what it means. It means me nay. It means a creditor taken from a regular debtor. debtor. So I'm on a regular debt, not collecting from the orphans. So on that, Rav Nachman pushed back. Me nay, a creditor taken from a debtor. A creditor is allowed to take from a debtor even the shirt off his back. What's the novelty? He's allowed to take slaves from the debtor. He's allowed to take anything from the debtor. What, do you, what would the novelty of, 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 of Rabbi Lozer be if it means from a debtor and not from the estate, right? Everyone, any other question? What does it mean? Even from the garment on his shoulder, meaning even the shirt of his back you're allowed to take. You owe the money. He's allowed to collect whatever he wants. Actually, it's not so clear that Rishon is forgot. You have to leave him certain things you can't take. But anyway, the point is, but there's no novelty in telling him he's allowed to take slaves. He's allowed to take anything that's available to be taken. So what, what, uh, uh, Rav, what, what Ula answered him is, is that, no, the novelty over here is as follows. We've learned till now that if a, uh, if, if a, uh, a debtor owes money and he had land, if he owes money and he had land, 
and assuming it was a land, it was done with achrayas, it was done with. So what happens is that even if he sells that land, it becomes encumbered, and there's a lien on the land, and you can go and take it away from the buyers, and the buyers need to go back to the seller to recoup their <coughs> money, which obviously doesn't exist, because if it did exist, then the debtor would have gone, the creditor would have gone after that money. But anyway, that's what normally happens. Now, there is a scenario. Now, usually you can only go after the debtor. You can only have to go after the encumbered properties if you first went to the debtor and he claims poverty, he has nothing, right? Now, there are cases where it's called an apotiki, which means that normally he can pay you off with whatever he wants. But if he designates a specific piece of property, he puts a lien on a specific piece of property. He's got other things, but he says, this is going to be my apotiki. Apotiki actually is a Greek word, but Rashi brings down, it's actually the Chazalas to remember what it was. They, they, they said there's, it can be broken down as a contraction of potehekoi. From here will be its standing. From here, this is where it's going. So this, this is the borrower designating a property that... That he says to the creditor... I've got 10 pieces of property. This, this is, is going to be. And if you sell that, then the, 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 it becomes encumbered. It moves along with the... The next guy that bought it. Right. Now... The, 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 the lender can't come to the right. other nine properties. Right. Now, the novelty over here is what, uh, what, what Ula is saying that Rebeloza meant... He said like this, what happens if what was encumbered, I mean, what was made on a potiki is not a piece of property. Let's say it was an evid. Okay? An evid. He said that I owe you $10,000. My evid is worth $10,000. My evid will be a potiki. means when you come to collect money from me, where are you going to collect from? From nothing else that I own. You can't touch. Everything is off limits. The only thing you can touch is the evid. Now what happens is, before the creditor shows up, what did he do? Sold the Eved to a buyer, right? The halacha, the chiddush over here is, just as by land, it becomes encumbered and and the Baltic moves over. By an Eved, it's the same thing. We'll see why that's a novelty. Let's see it inside. That the Evid was made into an apotiki. Again, potekai. From here, it will be established. Your debt will be paid from here. Kidder Rava. And this follows the teaching of Rava. Dama Rava. Asa Avda Apotiki. If a person, if a debtor made his Evid an apotiki, designated as this is where the debt will be paid from, Umachro, and then he sells it, Balchov Govehemeno. The Balchov is allowed to collect. Even if there might be funds by the by, by, by the debtor, right? It seems to be even if there might be funds. This was made the apotheki, and here it's collected. However, let's say it was shoro. Let's say the debtor says, my ox is going to be the apotheki. So it means if you show up and you want to take my cash, you want to take my land, no, you have to take my ox. And then what he does is he sells the ox to a third party, right? In such a case, umachro ein balchov govemeno. The balchov, the creditor, cannot go take the ox away from the buyer. Now, what's the difference? Why buy land, can he? And he why buy Why can land and by slaves he's able to do it? But why buy by an animal not? The rabbis instituted a protection because a buyer has to be able to run title search. 
He has to make sure that what I'm buying is not encumbered. There's no lien specifically what I'm buying. Now, how do you do that? It's not like today, okay, let's go on the computer, type it in. You, it was based on the call and based on rumors, meaning people knew about certain things that there was that had become encumbered. And therefore, things that people talk about, land, people always talk about, slaves being sold, people talk about. People talk about slaves being encumbered. Ox. Sure, it's not something people talk about. That's why an apotegi doesn't transfer to the buyer in a case of a shore. The chedesh over here is a slave has the same din as karka that since it has a coal. What does it mean it has a coal? There is public knowledge about it. You can run public search. So it's buyer beware. If you are willing to buy a slave and you didn't check, is the slave unencumbered? That's on the buyer. He now loses it to the creditor. He can't complain. Well, I didn't know there was a deal. It's, it's on him already. So when I say it's like this. So therefore, what's the difference? The, My time, huh? The lender can go and seize the cow from the guy. No, the cow he can't. Not the no, cow. He cannot. He, he can't. The slave. The slave he can. Yeah. The right, slave. Oh, I mean, I made a mistake. The slave. The slave he can take. The right. cow he cannot. The cow he cannot. Right. Cow, the cow, the cow does not have public knowledge right. about right. it. Right. One, they all look alike. Yeah. You can designate the, the animal as an apotheki, but the apotheki doesn't transfer it. Right. That's correct. That's right. correct. Right. So therefore, my time, uh, high is like one. There is public recognition about it. People will know about it. You can, you can run a title search and protect yourself as a buyer on the case of the Evan. But how is they call it? You cannot do the same thing in the case of the animal. In the case of the animal. All right. Now, so let's just remember what happened. This is the seventh ruling of... Ula, in the name of Rabelazer. So Ula said in the name of that you are allowed to collect from a slave. Now, what Rav Nachman question is, what do you mean you're allowed to collect from a slave? Does that mean even from an estate? He says, no, no, I'm not talking about an estate. I was talking about that if the evid was made in a potaki, the creditor is allowed to take it from the buyer. Right? Everybody with that, that would happen here. The buzzer de Nafak, after Rav Nachman left, Ula, Amar Luhu Ula, Ula said, he says, you know, I wasn't being completely honest. Really, Rabbi Lozer, when he said it, he wasn't talking about a case of an apotiki. He actually held that even from an estate, even from an estate, even though we know that from an estate you're only allowed to take from the Yosomim, from the orphan's land, he gave land, he equated land to a, a slave. He equated a slave to land, and he allows you to take from the estate even now, so why wasn't he honest? Why wasn't he upfront with Rav Nachman? He felt that Rav Nachman's going to go. He knew Rav Nachman's feeling on the situation, and he felt Rav Nachman's going to go to town on him, and he wanted to avoid there being this conflict, and that's why he uh, avoided saying what Rav Lozer actually meant. Okay, there's the ethical, moral issues here. That's not for us to decide right now. But anyway, the point is. So Ula told the students, all right, that were there, Hachi Amar Rabbi Elozer, Rabbi Now, a word got back to Rav Nachman, that what? That actually the ruling that Ula was promoting in the name of Rabbi Elozer was referring to the case of taking an Eved from the Yisomim, from an estate. So Amar Rav Nachman, Ishtamtin, Ula, that Ula ev- evaded me, he avoided me, he slipped away from me, and because I would not have let him get away with such a ruling. So have in the city of Nardo, in the great uh, yeshivas in Bovel, there was a situation that happened in the city 
and the judges of Naradah paskened like Ula Amr Abelazar, and they allowed the creditor to do what? To collect the slaves from from the orphans, right? Now, there also was a situation that came up, the same type of scenario, in the city of Pumpadisa. And Rabchana Barbizna also uh, allowed the, uh, the, the creditor to take it away from the estate, slaves, right? Now, the thing is, Pumpadisa was already within the jurisdiction of Rav Nachman. So when Rav Nachman got wind of it, Rav Nachman was actually one of the head Dayonim in Bovel, right? He was, I think, a son-in-law of the Reish Galusa. He was in a very high position. And Rav Nachman got wind of this. He said to the to Rav Chana Bar Bizno, he said, Zilu Ahaduru, you need to go back and give it back. Give, back, well, give what back to who? The slaves back to the orphans. Give the slaves back to the orphans. Right? Tozer says he felt that this is a blatant uh, 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 mistake, and by blatant mistakes we reverse the ruling, and you need to go back, it's Tobit Var Mishnah, you have to go back and give it to the orphans. Ve'ilo, and if you don't give it back, I'm going to hold you personally liable. He said, I'm going to take it out of your homes, your villas, the nice houses, the nice house that you own, you're the judges that ruled on this, I am going to take the money out of your houses and give that money back to the orphans. So Amalei Rabbi Rav Nachman. So Rabbi said to Rav Nachman, well, aren't you overstepping a little bit here? Ha Ula. First of all, you see Ula doesn't agree with you. Ha Rabbi Lazar. You see the Rabbi Lazar doesn't agree with you. Ha Dani de You see the judges of Nardo don't agree with you. Ha Rabbi Chana Bar Bizna. And now we have Rabbi Chana Bar Bizna who clearly doesn't agree with you, right? So Mark Amansvila. So who are you basing yourself on to take such a strong position and not even entertain that might be another position against you, it must be that you have to be basing yourself on some tannoyic basis, something that because you are a marayim, so therefore you hold that they're making a, a blatant mistake is because there must be some earlier tannoyic ruling that shows that what they're doing is incorrect and your position is the correct one. Can you restate the case one more time? I'm sorry. I, I, the creditor, a creditor uh, lent money to the debtor. The debtor uh, was... Was, no, 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 no. Apokot was, which was the way Ula originally said it. But the case, no, no. The, de- the, the debtor was the father, all right? Yeah. The father dies. Yeah. Now the creditor comes back to collect from the orphans. Usually you can only take land from the orphans. Okay. They ruled you don't have to take land. <coughs> you can even take... I'm not going to rule that way. No, no, Rav Nachman ruled that you couldn't take the orphans. You cannot take right. the orphans. Or Ula held you could. You in the could other case, the other stuff. You could okay. take the orphans. You could take the slaves. You don't have to take land, you can take slaves. Rav Nachman held the only thing you can take is, is land. land. You cannot take slaves. They're not equal, equitable. In the case of the, we're dealing now with the death. The, the, the yes, but nothing to do with that politics. Now, so I'm a lay. So Rav Nachman said to Rav, he said, listen, I just know the following, is it a, a, a Mishnah? The following Brysa, maybe. I think it's a Brysa. I know the following Brysa. I know the following Brysa. 
And therefore, a Bryce is a Tana. They can't argue with a Tana. What does the Bryce say? The Sani Avimi. Avimi taught in a Bryce. Avimi wasn't a Tana, but Avimi was teaching a Bryce. What does it say? It says as follows. We know that when there is a loan that uh, is made before the Shemitah, okay, and then the Shemitah hits, what does it do to the loans? It wipes out the loans. So the Chachamim came up with something called a prusbul because they didn't want people to violate not lending money before the Shemitah. And therefore you write a prusbul, a prusbul can protect the loan and you can still collect even though Shemitah hits, right? We, we know we're familiar with that. Now, so therefore it says, like, the, the way Rashi seems to explain, the first to explain, is the way the prusbul works is that it only works as if the... Uh, if, if the debtor, the person who owes the money, has land. If the debtor owns a piece of property, then the loan, even though it transfers over to based in, but the way it works is, Raj's mechanics of it is, it's considered as if the land, you already took possession, like the payment has already been made because the land's not going anywhere. So therefore it's considered to be the land of the creditors, which avoids the Shemitah problem. Why does it avoid the Shemitah problem? Because Shemitah will only wipe out existing debt. But if the debt was paid up before, then there's no problem with the Shemitah. So therefore, if the debtor owns land, the way we look at it is that the loan is going to be as, as if it was, is, is, as if that land transfers out of the domain of the debtor to becoming like the domain of the creditors, which avoids the problem, right? Everybody who understands, that's what, 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 what you do. That's what you write a prisbul. So it says like this, prisbul chalala karka. In order for a prisbul to work, it works specifically if the debtor owns a piece of property. But But it doesn't work if the debtor had no land, but he had slaves. What does this clearly show, says Rav Nachman? It does transfer them, right? That we say that we don't equate the status of avodim to equal the karka, right? Now, that's, so that's already one thing you see from there, right? Everybody with me. Secondly, metaltalin niknin im karka, that you have a, uh, there's, there's a, something called the Kenyan Agav. We learned about this in Kedushin. We know land has its own type of Kenyan. You have to do money or you have the documentation or you do a proprietary act in order to transfer all of land. However, metaltalin, you have meshicha. Right, you have other forms. However, if you are trying to sell both land and metaltal in a package deal, right? So therefore, I'm selling you the house and the car in the driveway. You don't have to make two separate kinyanim, right? As long as it's agreed upon between the two, my kinyan on the karka schleps along, will schlep along the metaltalin, right? Remember that, we had that in Kedushin. So therefore, metaltalin nicknamed in a karka. Metaltalin will be acquired together with a karka. What does that mean? It means you don't have to do a separate Kenyan on the, on the metaltalin, because the Kenyan on the karka will help, right? The ain't nicknamed avodim. However, you don't, if, you, if you're selling metaltalin and avodim, the fact that you acquire the avodim you're still going to have to make a separate Kenyan on the, on the Metaltalin. You're still going to have a separate Kenyan on the Metaltalin. Why? Because the Kenyan and the Avodim doesn't help to acquire 
The Ainaniknan Imavadim, the Talzulin are not acquired with the Avadim. Again, this seems to speak out, says Rav Nachman, that what? That we don't give the status of Avadim the same equal status of Karka, right? Now, so that's what Rav Nachman basically, that's why he held that from here we see clearly on a Tanoic level that Natalzlin aren't equitable to Karka. If they're not equal to Karka, therefore if the halacha is that from Yosomim you can take Karka, that doesn't open the door to be able to take... That's right. Doesn't allow you to take slaves. And therefore, yell, they're not the same. We don't compare the two. And that's why I hold all these other rabbis were wrong for allowing the creditor to go to the estate and take Avodim. All right? So it says they were like this. Lamekatanoi. At first glance, it would appear that we actually have here a machlokas tanoyim, which actually could give some justification to Ula Amr Abelazar and to the Dain and Pumpadisa and then the Dain and Arda. So therefore, it, because there are, it seems to be, a, it's, a, it's subject to a tanoyim dispute. What's Bryce number two? Machar loy avadim vikarkos. All right? The person is selling a package deal. He's selling his evaknanim together with his property. That if you acquire, you make the Kenyan on the Avodim, it doesn't help you for the Karka, right? The, uh, and the Karkos, and if you acquire the Karka, it also doesn't help you for the Avodim. Now we have to... You need two, you need two, Right. So then we're going to have to make two different types, two Kenyan. Now, Karkos and Metaltolin, if it's not Karka and... An Eved, but let's say it's Karka and Metaltolin. That was the case we had before. Higzeg Karka, Kana Metaltolin. If you do the kid on Metaltolin, Lo Kana Karka. Now, Avodim and Metaltolin, what if you only say, the two things you're selling is slaves and Metaltolin, immovable items. Higzeg Avodim, Lo Kana Metaltolin. Metaltolin, Lo Kana Avodim. Right. Now, the point over here, this second Brysa, okay, this second Brysa, the, 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 uh, the, the first Brysa, right, showed that we do not give, uh, the, 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 the Rav Nachman's proof was what from the first Brysa? Because in the first Brysa we said slaves is not like Karka, right? Yeah. In this second Brysa, we see that when you cone a Karka, it doesn't help you purchase the metaltolin, yeah. right? So now the Chora... No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, uh, so therefore the Chora, in, in, in this, in the, this Brysa, the first part of this Brysa, right? The, the first, now this Brysa basically, what, this also could, seems to be saying that what, what status do Avodim have? It says, if you cone a Avodim, if you have Avodim and Metaltolin, and you cone the Avodim, it doesn't help for the Metaltolin. Right. So what does that show you? That Avodim... Are, no, if they were considered like Karka, if got, then it should help for the metal to live. Oh, so you're saying, well, okay, so you can't acquire the other with the land, is that correct? Because they're, they're considered movables? Again, it, does, it didn't say why. It is you can't acquire the avodim with the land. But it says also you cannot acquire metaltolin with the avodim. Now that's, the, that's, that's blatant. If you, can, if you tell me that an evan has a status of karka, then you should be able to... Then when you make a Kenyan on the, on the Eved, it should help for... And it doesn't. So what does this seem to say? That Avodim have a status... 
No, metaltolin, because metaltolin doesn't help for other metaltolin. Oh, that's okay, okay, okay. right. Now the problem is for Hatanya, we have a third bride that says that if you corner the avadim, it does work for the metaltolin. So what is this? That we see clearly that that third bride says that when you make the kinyan on the evad, you don't have to go make another kinyan on the So what does that clearly seem to say? So that it's like karka. It's like karka. So meaning like this, it's true. Ooh, from, from the first b'raisa that, that Rav Nachman brought, and from the second b'raisa that says, when you kona avadim, that it doesn't help from the taltalim, that, 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 lean, that leans that, that, that avadim considered like metaltalin, which was what Rav Nachman was espousing. It's not considered like karka. But the third b'raisa says that when you kona the eved, you are kona the metaltalin. That seems to be straight up holding that what? And Evans can say, So, what I'm saying is that even though Rav Nachman brought Bryce's that seem to support his position, it seems to be a machlokas tanoyim, that there are tanoyim that support the other position as well. Right? Uh, uh, clear. So, what I'm saying is like this. So, my love, so is not that what's going on over here is Bahapligi, that Bryce's one, two, and three, so one and two on one side and three on the other side, are arguing about this specific issue. Marasavar Avadim Kimakarkoi. Bryson number three holds that an evidence is like karka. How do we see that from Bryson number three? That you can acquire slaves when you buy If you acquire the slave, that yeah, automatically the acquires the metaltolin. That means avodim are like the karkoi, slaves are like karka, which is Ula Amarablaza's position. And the Bryson number one and number two that say when you acquire the evid, you do not acquire the metaltolin. That would seem to show that what? That Avodim are like Metaltolin, because Metaltolin can't work on other Metaltolin dummy. All right? So that would be, and that's enti- that would tie it up in a nice bow, because that comes out. Rav Nachman has his positions that he relies on. Ulam Rav Eloza have their positions that rely on. But the one is going to say no, say no, is that both positions, whether the old and Evid is like Metaltolin, or an Evid's not like Metaltolin, can explain that there is no Machlokus over here. That either both brides hold Evid is like Metaltolin, or is like Karka, or that both brides hold Evid is like Metaltolin. We're going to see how to explain it. So, Amar Rabbi Ik, Amar Ikabarei Rav Ami. To Kula Alma Avadim Kimakarkoi. I mean, this is how Rav Nachman, I'm not Rav Nachman, this is how Ula Amar Elazar will explain it. That actually both brides can reflect his position that what? Avadim are like. Are like, are like Karka. Now, that would help Brysa number three, right? Because Brysa number three says that you corner the Evid, you corner the Metaltolin. So that for sure showing you that Avodim are like Karka. So therefore, the Kula Alma Avodim Karkoidami. So Brysa number three that teaches that when you corner the Evid, you corner the Metaltolin sharply. That comes out very good. What about the second Brysa that says that when you corner the Evid, it doesn't help. It does not help, right? So therefore, like Kana, so why? So he says like this, is because, where do we know the concept of Agav? Right, again, what's the Kenyan of Agav? Remember, how does Agav work? Is that when you have Karka, no, 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 that's Hakbo. Agav is that when you have both a sale at the same time of land and metaltolin, that when you corner the karka, it schleps along, it helps you to corner the metaltolin. We're going to see that we learn it out from a posuk in Novi. The posuk in Novi, we're going to say over here, I think it's uh, Yoshafat, who is it, the, the king of the, the uh, 
who was Melech Yehuda. I'm not saying it says over there that uh, he went and he gave over to his children. He gave over properties, gave over 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 land together with Metaltolin. All right. So now, and that's where we learn Agav from. But what the Gemara is going to say is that Bryson number two holds that it's true. Karka can help from Metaltolin, but it has to be Karka like we see in the original source. What type of Karka was it? It was Karka that was stationary. What is stationary Karka? What is there was a stationary Karka? No, 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 any piece of property, any piece of property, any piece of property, everything, any piece of property is stationary. So when is there concept of a property that's not stationary? What's karka that's not? Avadim, avadim. So he says the point is we know that agav works, but the only time we see that agav works, it has to be a certain quality. Move? <coughs> no, on karka, karka works if it's karka that doesn't move. Right. But even if you say that an evet in other areas of halacha is, is considered a karka, uh, it cannot be used for agav because the source of agav was specifically metal that doesn't move. Which now, we've come up that, that the machlokas is not in whether you hold a, an evet is a karka or not. Everyone holds an evet is a karka according to this it understanding. The only question karka. is, if it's movable karka, can it perform agav? That's the machlokas between Bryson number two and Bryson number three. So when it says like this, now the Bryson number two that says that whenever you cannot be called metaltal and using agav, right? You need to have the karka similar to the fortified uh, cities in Yehuda. The low 90, the fortified city of Yehuda was a type of karka that is stationary, that doesn't move. The snan, as we learned in the Mishnah, in Masechus Kedushin, the chazin she'en lai machrayas, those assets that you don't generally put liens on. What is an asset that generally does not get liens on it? Talking about metaltolin. That's the expression for metaltolin. So metaltolin, niknin in the chazin she'en lai machrayas, are acquired together using Kenyan Agav with those assets that generally do have uh, a lien placed on them, which is Karka. It means Metaltolin can be corner together with Karka. But Kesev, Shtar, Bechazaka, when you do the Kesev, Shtar, and Chazaka on the Karka, you get the Metaltolin as well. Now, I'm an what's the source for that? The Gemara says in Kedushin. So, Amr Chizkid, Amr Kra, Vayitain Lam Aviyam, that their father gave to them. I think it was Yoshafat. I don't remember who it was. But as a father, they gave to them, right? Matanos Rabos. He gave them many gifts. Lekezo, Lezav, and the Madonos for silver, for gold, and all kinds of delicacies, which are all metal. So then what did he give it to them with? Im Arei Metzuras Yehuda, with the fortified cities of Yehuda, which implies that's what, that with, they didn't have to make a separate Kenyan on the metaltolin, how did the metaltolin get transferred to them? When they acquired the cities, which is Karka, then they got the metaltolin. Now, what do you learn from that? You learn the Kenyan Agav, but the question is, how specific do you want to learn it? You can either learn that, that anything that's considered Karka can form metaltolin, so an Eved that is considered Karka, like, Right, like uh, like like Ula Amar Rabbi said, that is considered to be like Karka. Then an Evet could also help you do Agav, which is Bryson number three. Or you could hold like Bryson number two. We're saying now Bryson doesn't two now doesn't mean that Evet's not considered Karka. And Evet is considered Karka. Ah, if it's considered Karka, then why doesn't an Evet allow you to do Kenyan Agav? Because you're being very specific. What you learn from the Psukim in Divrayamim means it has to be the type of Karka to perform Agav. What type of Karka does it have to be? 
non-movable karka. That's what it has to be. Now, this is version number one. According to this version, means you don't have to make it a machlokas tanoyim, but both tabrises can actually hold are supporting whose opinion? The opinion that holds that an evet is considered like karka, which was the opinion of Ula Amar Rabbelozer. It was the opinion of Ula Amar That's why he learned you can take it away from an evet from the orphans because he holds it's got a status of karka. Now, the Ikeda Amri, the alternative way of learning, is going to show that both brises holds that avodim are not considered karka. All right, which then would support the position of Rav Nachman, that Avodim actually are considered metaltalin and not considered karka. So Igeda Amri, Amrav Ikab Reidrav Idi, what Rav Ikab Reidrav said is the Kula Amma Avodim metaltalin Dami. Now, Hadasanya Lokana, Brysa number two, that says that when you corner the Eved, you don't get the metaltalin. Shopper, then it comes out good. Why is it good? Because since an evidence considered metaltalin, then Kona one set of metaltalin doesn't let you acquire another set. That's fine. We understand that. The problem is Bryson number three. Bryson number three said when you Kona the evidence, you also get metaltalin. So how does that work? For Hadasanya Kona, what about the fact that Bryson number three said when you Kona the evidence, you get the metaltalin? But Odin Allah must be talking about that the metaltalin are on the evidence. So if the metaltalin are on the Evid, they're attached to him, he's on his back, on his shoulder, he's carrying them, he's holding them, so therefore, it's working, actually, this is like a form of chotzer, like a courtyard, meaning it's working, because the avar, meaning generally, to say that if I'm kona the Evid, the metaltalin will become along with it, doesn't work, because agav doesn't work, because, he's a, but if it's on the Evid, then it works. The Mordech says like this, v'chi odon lav mahavi, who cares if they're on him? Even if you want to say that it's, even though an Evid is not like Karka necessarily, but it's considered, there is a concept of Chatzar, that something is on my control, my domain, which is my Evid, something on him can acquire a Chatzar, we know that's not true because we know that a Chatzar that's a movable Chatzar doesn't function to acquire. A Chatzar Ma'alechas, he's a move, an Evid is a movable Chatzar, so therefore it doesn't acquire the Kenyan Chatzar. Maybe it's talking about when he's not moving. Maybe it's talking about he is standing still. Whereas that doesn't help you too. That anything that when it's, when it's more walking cannot help you acquire. So even when he's sitting, standing still or sitting, so the halacha is, so how could you answer that even though an Eved is like metaltalin, but what's on the Eved is kona, the chorah, how's that working? The hilchah, so the halacha is talking about the kofas, the Eved's tied up. So what if he's tied up? Then he cannot move. Therefore, he can function as a chatzer, as a chatzer. So now, Tozos learns, and he has to be sleeping. He has to be sleeping. We had that in condition as well. He has to be sleeping because when he's awake, then it's his own mind that's doing it. We need to show that it's under your jurisdiction as your courtyard. So he's tied up. So therefore it comes out like this. So normally an Evid is considered like metaltalin. And therefore Kenyan Agav doesn't work with an Egev. To be called to the Evid won't help him become metaltalin, which what Bryson number two said. I, Bryson number three said that when you call to the Evid, the metaltalin does work. It's about a specific case. What's the case talking about? That it's on him and he's tied up. And according to Tosin, he's sleeping, yes. The Hilgas of the Kafus. All right. Now, the morning asked a question over here from Brysa. Vahatani, uh, we learned in a Brysa. Hikzik Vakarka Kana Avodim. What are you going to do? Was this, I believe, the first Brysa? Was it the first Brysa? 
No, no, no. There's not. There's actually, this is a fourth, this is, this is a fourth brysa. This is a fourth brysa. This was the fourth brysa. It says the last state of the second brysa. Was in the second brisa. That's what it says here. Yeah. Did we have that before? Yeah, that's what it says. Yeah. 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 No, I don't believe it was. Hechzik bekarka, machar lo avodim bekarkos. Hechzik avodim lo kana karkos bekarkos lo kana avod. No, it's a kasha on the second brisa. You're not reading it correctly. I don't know what you have written over there. No, don't don't read it wrong and then give me the wrong chart. So therefore, like this: Hechzik bekarka kana avodim. The second brisa said hechzik bekarka lo kana avodim, and now we have a fourth brisa that says when you do a kinyan on the karka, you're kona the avodim. Now, how are you going to uh, how are you going to reconcile those two? Right. <coughs> right. So Gemara says like this. So right, everyone, everyone understand. Now the Gemara is understanding right now. You have this contradiction, right? It says as follows: Ikzik bekarka kona avodim. Now, hasam beomdim mesochos. The Gemara says like this: What you have to say is the reason why it's working. Is because it's talking about where the avodim are standing on the karka. Now, what the Gemara thinks that it's answering, we're going to see if this, is, this is what the Gemara seems to be saying is that you're right. If the evan is not standing on the karka, the evan is far away, then doing the kinyan on the karka won't help for the evan. Right? Now, the understanding right now is that an evan is metaltalin. We understand evan is metaltalin, and agav only works. Where you're on the karka. If you're not on the karka, it doesn't work. That's the one I understand. The one's going to question that that wasn't the maskana in the Gemara Kedushin. The one says like this. Mechlal dehai lokana. That implies that in Brisa number two, where it says that it doesn't work, right? Shein on myself. Then you have to say that it wasn't standing on the land. The Gemara says like this. Now, Now that works if you hold an Evan is like Metaltolin. So if an Evan is like Metaltolin, you can say that even though an Evan is like Metaltolin, when does Agav work? It only works is if the Evan is standing on the property, but not if the Evan is standing away from the property. Maybe, right? Right. But according to the version that we wanted to make everybody go like Ulo, the Amar Avdi so if an Evid is considered to be like Karka, then we're going to ask, what difference does it make whether the Evid is standing on the property or the Evid is far away? Why? Why is it only if he's standing on the properties of Kona? Ha'amar Shmuel, right? We learned, actually, I believe we had this in Kedushin. Shmuel said as follows. Is that let's say I have 10 pieces of property that I'm selling you in different parts of the world. I'm making a sale, you say you're buying my company. I got in China, I got in Singapore, I, I got properties all over the world, right? So do I need to make a separate Kenyan on each one of the 10 properties? Or does a property Kenyan on one help for all of them? Okay? So therefore, Machalo Eser Sados Be Eser Medinos, 10 properties, 10 fields in 10 different countries. Kevin Jekas Baakas Mem Kana Kulam. 
It works for all of them. So the Gemara's question is like this. So now if you're telling me that an Evid is considered like Karka, then that should, it should be like 10 pieces of property in 10 different places. So why is it only? How are you reconciling according to that? Why does it make a difference if the Evid is standing on the property or not? It should work like if you own different properties in different parts of the world. You only have to Kona on one, right? Mark, mark, you can be Kona one. So it's like this. Okay, so you're asking a question on me. If I hold, going with the position that an Evid is considered like Karka. Let me ask a question on you. Let's say an evidence is like metalton. Why do you think it's okay? It's because you thought that it's metalton, it's working like agav. You corner the car, you get the metalton. But you said still the evidence has to be standing on the property. I'm going to show you that the maskana of the Gemarian Kedushin was that when you do agav, the car doesn't have to be parked in the driveway. The car can be parked down the road and still agav works. But therefore, then why does the evidence have to be standing on the, metalton, on the karka? According to the version, So Then why is he have to be standing in the property? The maskana of the Gemara in was that you don't need siburin. Siburin means that you don't need to have the metaltolin attached to the karka. So you have a kasha either way. How are you reconciling either way? If you learn an evidence like karka, when you buy 10 properties, they don't have to be attached. If you hold an Evid like Metalton, if you're doing Agav, Agav doesn't need that the Evid and the Metalton are on top of the property. So either way, how are you going to explain it? Selah, my Islach Lamemus. What are you going to say? Shani Metalton, Denaydi, Metalton, Lohanaydi. Is that the way Agav works, the way Agav works is that in order for the Karka to acquire the Metalton, it has to Metalton that are not movable. If it's Metalton that's movable, that has like its own mind, i.e. slave, then the Aga will only work if where is the slave? If his mama is attached to the land. So that's how you're going to have to explain it if you hold that Avadim are considered like Metaltalin. Well, using that Svara, I could say the same thing. When do we say that 10 properties don't have to be attached in order for Kenyan and one to help with 10? You know why that works? Because the whole world is contiguous. The whole world is considered one large property. But that only works is if you're dealing with land that doesn't move. But if you're dealing with land that does move, same thing. It only is going to be Kona for the Avodim if the Avodim are where? On the actual. So same answer you gave to understand why Agav, you need the Evan to be on the property. I'm going to tell you the same thing by when, if you even consider Karka, it doesn't help that all the lands of the world are connected. That's if it's stationary, but if it moves, it has to manage to be on the piece that you're, uh, that you're making the Kenyan. So therefore, Achanami, Shana Mekarkoi, Danaidi. Karka that moves is different than Mekarkoi, Danaidi. And Avdan, since an Evan is Mekarkoi, Danaidi, who? So therefore, he, it doesn't work for him. Because Hosam, because what's the Swar of Shmuel? That if you have 10 properties that are not connected, it works, because it doesn't, they may not be connected one next to the other, but they are considered connected. Why are they considered connected? Because hasadna de arachadhu, because all of the land, all land is considered to be one large contiguous block, and therefore it works. And therefore, I guess even oceans under the ground, at some point they're still connected. The point, everything's connected. Therefore, but by avodim that move, you can't say they're connected unless what? 
They're actually on the land itself. So that's our bottom line is we've shown that it's not necessarily machlogus tanoyim and uh, Rab Nachman could learn it his way that avodim are considered like metals and not like karka and Ula Amr Loza could learn it his way that avodim are considered to be like uh, karka. All right, let's just finish up over here a little bit, just a little bit more. Nechazim she'en bahen me'ila. So he said over here is that, should we just leave it till tomorrow? Yeah, let's leave it tomorrow. We'll stop over here for now.